Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. I like so super simple example that I tend to, you know, use and remind myself of is the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. So the dishwasher is an amazing um, machine that mm-hmm. helps us get things done. Mm-hmm. But somehow the loading and unloading is this still crushing thing to do, mm-hmm. which like we're not even hand washing them. But I've played a game with myself where if I'm warming up something in the microwave for like a minute or two, I'll say, okay, I'm going to unload the dishwasher until it dings. And more times than not, I would say 90% of the time, I'm finished unloading the dishwasher by the time the um the thing goes off. But I had avoided it for like a day or two because in my mind, it was like, this is a 30-minute it's going to take forever. Yeah. And then the kids, you know, now it's like, I can't yell at my kids when they're like, my room is going to take all day. Cause I'm like, my internal voice is, I don't want to have the unload the dishwasher. It takes all day when like, no, it literally took 90 seconds. So, so. two thoughts on that. One, I do that, but I make my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So I boil my water and then oh. I'll, and then at the end, I'm rewarding myself with, with yes. tea, which I love a cup of tea. So that's my little, yeah. I give myself a reward. So similar idea oh, to the microwave yes. thing. Um, and then two, one of my friends had posted on Facebook, since I know you do all your research on Facebook too. Yes. My entire life is on Facebook yes. and that's where I learn everything. But she had posted a few years ago setting like a timer. So mm-hmm. setting like the microwave timer for like 15 minutes and you do a 15 minute splits clean. Yes. And that's like, Life There's a term, and I think Carrie Thomas used <clears throat> the term on hers, or Gretchen, Gretchen Kelsey, one of one of my leveling up podcasts. Um, people who take things to the next level, just like you. It was yeah, there's a technique. I'm it's escaping me now. But yeah, it's, there's it's like the there's time something blocks. that yeah, that's and that's where doing that with the kids, because they have about a fifteen minute attention span mm. on a good day, fifteen minutes to clean their room. Boom. Done Fine. in fifteen. I mean, then it's not like, oh, it's a take all day. Just in yes. fifteen minutes. And that's all you gotta yep. do. Just gotta be focused for fifteen and then you're done. And it's amazing yes. when you're done in fifteen minutes. Yes. I mean it doesn't like the house doesn't have to be thoroughly spotless. Exactly. You can you can do a pretty good job just picking stuff up in fifteen. Yes. Like if you were to if you were to have you know, somebody calls and says, I'm gonna be by in fifteen minutes and you look at your house and you're like, Oh crap, what do I have to do in fifteen minutes? You can spot clean your oh, house yeah. in fifteen minutes. I mean, you're grabbing that laundry basket. Oh yeah. And hiding it, but yeah. I mean, it's, you can do that. But you at least get it to, um, what is it? It's called like zero or something. Yeah, you get it's like things, a neutral. Yeah. <laughs> you get things like back to neutral and it's good chi. It's yes, like important. And totally. I think that's, it's actually one of the things I had later for a tip is whether you're at work and having a clean office or mm-hmm. like a clean workspace yeah. or it's in your house. And for me, when everything else is chaotic in the house and a complete freaking disaster, all I need is my kitchen and my entryway clean. Mm-hmm. Like that's the heart of the house. Like if my kitchen yes. is clean and my entryway is like organized and the kids' shoes are actually like not everywhere, it's amazing. Like the entire chi of the house and like I can handle things again. Yes. I. So <laughs> Carrie recorded her podcast months ago and we finally just the other day hung up hooks by the front door for their backpacks because we originally hung hooks at the back door. Yeah, you were saying that. Yeah. yeah. And like – this is life. It has been life mentally changing. Such a small thing, mm-hmm. but the mental load of like, why are these backpacks on the floor again? Well, because they had no place to hang yeah. them. So like, yeah. such well, a simple thing. And we but. did in our house, did this last year, but it made me think about it when she had her, her podcast with it was, um, we put the little Rubbermaid hooks mm-hmm. on the end of our counter 
to be able to hang their lunch boxes on when they come home. So they empty their lunch boxes and they hang there. So when it goes to make lunch, because we do our lunches the night, at night, they're right there. So we don't have to go, go get them out of your backpack. Whoa. Don't go. I mean, all of that. Because they need systems. Just like at yes. school, they go every day. They do the same things. Okay. I made, need systems make too. I mean, yes, that, I mean it's just one us. of those. It's, uh, and you're like, wow, this is one of those really easy things because it was driving me nuts last year. I'm like, I can't, they can never find their lunchbox. They can never yes. go get it out. And it's like only like 10 more steps to go get it out of the, the coat closet, which we put in yeah. their coat closet hooks that are at their level for yeah. their backpacks and their and their jackets. Not that they always get there, but there's a place but for there them. is a home. There's a place for them. They know where it's supposed to be. They're just choose not to put them there. <laughs> but then when we did the uh, yeah. the lunchbox thing, it's like they know when they come home, they put their, their, their backpack away, they pull their lunchbox, empty it, and hang it up. Oh. What a concept. Okay, that's <clears throat> writing that on my list. I got to yeah, try the hooks on the side of the cabinet. Those are the little Rubbermaid ones so you can pull yes. them off at some point when they're like old enough to not have to have a lunchbox on the side of your yes. cabinet. I already have a spot. I'm excited. See? Glad I can help. Yes, thank Glad you. Glad I can help. All right. Uh, share your wisdom. Share my wisdom. All right. So what else did I have that I wanted to share? Um, calendar. I know you and I talked a lot about calendars and, mm-hmm. and you like written calendars, right? So I use my digital. I use my now phone. Everything is in my phone calendar, but I'm definitely a handwrite list person. Mm-hmm. And, um, I use my digital, but back in the day when I was doing Mary Kay full time in college, I used a paper calendar because, you know, it's before yeah. fancy cell phones. Because <laughs> when we still had flip phones. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and those little calendars sucked. And then like you did the triple entry for oh, everything. Oh, yes. Yeah. I had no. Um, so I and but I, one time management thing, um, one time management thing that I did that worked well was I would when I wanted to book my appointments, I would just circle the night that I wanted to book something. And then I visually, you know, would look at my calendar and see, oh, that's the night I want to book something. Now, because life fills up for us, I realize that I'm in more of a reactive mode than a proactive. Proactive. Thank you. Um, proactive. <laughs> I, mode. I, I can see the look on your face like it's going to come if I really, <laughs> if I slow down <laughs> that big word. Yes. What is it? Um, so yeah, I want to be more proactive. So with goal setting, <gasps> things like that. So I am at a place now where the digital camera, I mean, I'm sorry, the digital calendar works for reacting and and some pre-planning and things like that but i think i need to get back to paper for more strategic planning so so i'm going to disagree with you a little all right bit. good perfect because yes. okay so this and, is why and i love maybe, conversations and maybe this is because i like the electronic because yeah. for me personal and business i'll go onto one outlook calendar yes. okay I'm, I'm there i do that so everything goes on there but also because then you can plan in all of your recurring events easily so Mm-hmm. T-ball starts this month and ends on this month, and it's every Monday from six to seven. And I can stick it on my calendar with a recurring event, and I invite Troy to it. So then it's on his calendar as well. Mm-hmm. And then now that I have Callie, I invite her, so she knows that we like don't plan anything that night because we got to deal with our own life too. So it makes it really easy. And if mm-hmm. something moves, you're not like, hey, don't forget to move that. That over there is canceled. Oh, it's yeah, because he's invited. Then when you change it in your calendar, he'll mm-hmm. get updated. Oh, yeah, nice. so okay. it makes life easier. Um, but also on the electronic side, you can color code stuff. You can do a lot of that. So for me, like everything's color code. When I look at my calendar, personal is in green and I've got business in blue and I've got networking in purple and nonprofit stuff in yellow. And I've got, when I'm teaching, it's in dark blue. And like, so I have everything has a different color because I can look at my calendar and see like, okay, one, am I off balance? Mm, Is there too much of something going on? Um, but also I can look at it and go, okay, how much time am I spending with different things? So I can go back and I can, I can visualize that a little bit better. Mm. Um, 
but then for me, I have more control over it because like when I, when I have those set things and I'm not going spending time getting something off of paper and something off of electronic and pulling mm-hmm. all these calendars together, it makes it easier, at least for me mm-hmm. to save that time. Yeah. So, um, and then I block in there. Okay. If I need to have blocks of time for like headspace or for brainstorming time or a big project, I can block that directly mm-hmm. on there and then nobody else can mess with it. So mm-hmm. I share my calendar also for me. At work, I'm sharing it with coworkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They can see if I'm free, busy, or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I don't want to know like what I'm actually doing because they might see I'd spend way too much time doing other stuff. But <laughs> that's I'm highly successful at what I do. Therefore, leave me alone, right? Yeah, that's but, <laughs> that's like kind of how a lot of people want to be, right? It's like, like leave me alone. Just don't schedule stuff over me. But it makes yeah. it makes it so that um, I'm accountable as well, I guess. And and then if other people are trying to schedule things, they can they can work around me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so. Electronic calendars, at least for me, work really well. There's some people that still like paper. The thing about paper is then you have to carry your paper calendar with you everywhere. That's why I like my digital. Like it's everything's on my calendar. I'll, I schedule stuff and, you know, all the day before realize, Oh, I forgot about that, you know, networking event or something, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to go because nothing got scheduled over it. Uh So it's just, Oh, I hadn't looked at that day yet mentally. So, um, for me, like, you know, Digital calendar totally keeps me juggling it all and doing it all. But like I said, I kind of just need to switch from the reactive to proactive. That's where I kind of need to. But that's the brainstorming time you talked about. That's where I need to take that time to look at the week ahead of me, see what's going on. What do I I love the idea of the color coding for the balance. I think Mm -hmm. that's a great simple. It adds a little like you have to create the system doing it. Mm -hmm. But then once you do, it's worth it. So, yeah. And I think that, uh, like for you could put on your, when you're recording for podcasts. So you then also know, okay, if I'm recording here, I need to do my prep work here. Mm-hmm. And editing. So it gives you a little chance and then editing after. I mean, yeah. it would give you a chance to be able to do that. And then things you need to do together versus. Mm-hmm. That's what we were saying. Like we need to sit down and kind of, because we are getting busier now, mm-hmm. we've been kind of flying by the seat of our pants and the excitement mm-hmm. of a new project has sustained us and enabled to have us get through that. The craziness, mm-hmm. but now that we're about six months in, we're getting to that point where the honeymoon's oh, over. <laughs> exactly. Now it's like a real gig. Yes. And so if we don't basically get our act together and figure out how to do this without like that, the euphoria is not going to push through when you're tired and stressed. And so, oh, but it doesn't mean, oh, we can't do this anymore. It means we have to buckle down and do some habit, change some habits mm-hmm. and do some things that we did not grow up on a dairy farm. And so there's mm-hmm. certain skills that did not come naturally to us. And sustainability. <laughs> yes. So, but you know, as um, Gretchen Kelsey's podcast, she talked about leveling up. She talked about, you know, as in school, she had to learn to keep mm-hmm. pursuing things. And it like dawned on me the other day. I'm like, oh, this is like the school thing. You have to keep working at it to get it right. Where I think my personality is like, move on to something else. <laughs> like, yeah. This is getting too hard. Yeah. <laughs> tell me I'm amazing and I'll move on with something, you know? <laughs> so we're at a, we're at a point where it's like, okay, let's, let's take all these ideas and, and take just one. Cause what I love um, about talking to people like you and hearing all your ideas and why I'm, I'm so like, this is full circle moment. This is why I want it on a podcast. Cause I want to be able to go back and listen. Cause if you just take one tip away from today, like what's the one thing, if you were listening to this or are listening to this, what's just one thing that kind of triggered you and were thought, I want to try that. And if you try that one thing and then you can come back and listen in a month 
And is there another tip you take away? And I remember going to an event years ago or like a conference retreat and I was in line waiting to get food or something. And a woman who was a leader behind me, she's, you know, taught leaders. She said, what's the one tip you've gotten so far? And I said something like, oh, there's been so many amazing tips. And she said, when you leave something like this, you are like a string of Christmas lights and there's so many good things. She said, but you need to go home and be a spotlight and think of one thing to focus Mm -hmm. on. And so that's kind of stuck with me of, okay, I hear all these ideas and I want to implement everything, but I won't, I mean, I'll crash and burn because there'll be too much. So what's like my one thing to implement? And then once you get good at that, you add the next thing and whatnot. So I actually, that's my nugget today. Oh, I love the the oh. Christmas light versus the spotlight. You're welcome. I'm glad I could I like be of that. some value to you. <laughs> I like that. Mm. And that's a, the, my, my little nugget there, because that's mm. one of those things that I can definitely use when I'm teaching. Mm. So I think it's really easy to go with all these because I'm, I'm the same way as you like thousand wonderful ideas and I go implement them all. And it's like the reality is and you fail. Yeah. Like pick your mm-hmm. one thing that you can actually yeah. do and do it well and then go back for more. Yep. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of like with all this stuff. It's let's just keep focusing, but not not working on other things, mm-hmm. but kind of not worrying about mastering it all yet. Yeah. Kind of keep plugging along. I like so, it. Yeah. Well, I'm like glad it. I could offer something to you there today. You go. You're welcome. There mm-hmm. you go. All right. What else right. you got for me? So I had um, under calendar stuff too. So I look at my calendar every Friday. Well, I look at it constantly, but I look at it every Friday with the intention of spending 30 minutes to just clean it. Mm-hmm. So I look at the next two weeks um, and go through and do 3D. What can just get tossed? Like what meeting is scheduled? That's just a reoccurring meeting that isn't a real thing. I don't have a reason to have it. There's no agenda for it. It's just there. Cancel that. If there's not a reason for it, kill it. So mm-hmm. in my world of business, like you have a lot of like reoccurring mm-hmm. every Monday morning, we're going to have a pipeline. Well, if there's nothing to talk about on the pipeline, why do we have to have it? Mm-hmm. I, I don't waste my time and I'll give you the gift of your hour back too. So mm-hmm. we're not just staring at each other because our calendars are supposed to stare at each other. Oh, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but the, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, so going through and killing stuff, what can actually just be delegated? Do I have to do it? Mm-hmm. Or because there's somebody else who's better equipped for that. And then what on there really has to be done? And if it needs to be done by me, um, what prep work's it going to take? That I can set myself up on Monday or on Friday afternoon to make mm-hmm. sure that on Monday morning be successful for that next, really, I look at two weeks, but yeah. really that next week, I should have already done a lot of that prep work already by Friday, especially if it's for Monday. Yeah. Um, but just staying ahead and just every every week, just taking that time to clear it out. And then something that came out of Laura Vanderkamp that I talked about earlier that she had talked about was I have a to-do list. It's a template. I love templates that I had created years ago. And I just keep kind of tweaking a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'd added to it from what she had said was taking your top three things you want to do for your personal, your career, mm-hmm. and your relationships and putting that at the top of your to-do list. So if mm-hmm. I look at everything else that I have on my list that could be overwhelming or mm-hmm. little stupid things that are on there that you're like, but I really want to get done. I really need to Skype with my mom this week, or I really mm-hmm. want to go on a date with my husband, or I need to schedule a hair appointment because good grief, the trailer trash routes are getting ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, like those kinds of things, like yeah. putting, putting those on there, or I, there's a project I really wanted to do for my business, for my other business. I'll put that on there so that it becomes a priority. And then, mm-hmm. it, and then what I do is when I have all those on there, I look at my calendar and go, okay, where can I get this done? I try to personally, I try to get them done on, on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So I come in at 745, kids drop off at 745, and I basically have to make it through one night and I'm at work. Life is good for me. My whole world happens within like two miles. So I drive across the street, go to work, 745. Nobody else comes in until 830. Mm-hmm. 
45 minutes of quiet time. It's lovely. I can get most of the stuff on those nine little things mm-hmm. either done or, or a meaningful step on them done yeah. on Monday morning. So then you feel like you've already had a successful week before you even like really started your week. That's awesome. Which then you're like, okay, all those rocks that were important to me, they've now at least had a meaningful step. So no matter what's on there, that's like a ridiculous thing that you just have to do because it's kind of your job. <laughs> Because they're going to pay you on Friday. <laughs> You're like, so oh, God, I can suffer things. through all of this stuff if I just get my personal things done too. Yeah. You know, but, but, it, that, makes you, but it makes you feel is, accomplished. Yeah. There's, I mean, you have to get those other, like, you know, yes, you're working for theoretically 40-ish hours of your 168. Mm-hmm. But there's things that happen in that 40-ish hours that personal things have to fit in there somewhere mm-hmm. too and other stuff. So yeah. can you feel accomplished and can you find balance in doing that? So that was a big one for me is – making it so I got those types of things done. And that was a big yeah. aha moment when I was at LeaderCast Women was like, okay, that was my big takeaway nugget mm-hmm. that year was I'm changing my to-do list to add that on there. And that's been life-changing for me because now I feel like, okay, I can accomplish my personal stuff and not just always feel like there's those weights or those those open browsers open the back of your head that you just have yeah. to get that done eventually and you just never get it done, but it's just out there. And that helps, I think, with the <clears throat> mental load that we carry of guilt and shame and all that kind of stuff of we're not enough when we're not enough of an employee or a wife or a mother or a husband or whatever. When you see on paper that you are making time for all that, mm-hmm. I think it helps, you know, not only from a productive standpoint, getting it done literally, but then just the mental load. You can then be more focused and say, okay, I can spend this time doing X, Y, Z, because the other things that are in the back of my mind, those open browsers, as you said, you have a time to deal with that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy things like I need to go change the oil in my car. So mm-hmm. my engine doesn't blow up eventually. Those go on there. And you know, yeah. it's really good to be able to check them off. And I'm a, I'm a list checker. Yeah. Nothing's ba- that's why I like written lists. My husband loves his, like, he does one note and he can electronically check things off. That's just not satisfying. To yeah. Me. I need to paper. I need to physically cross it off. Like when I was on maternity leave, I'd put on there like take a shower just so I could cross it mm-hmm. off. And I am guilty for when I know I'm overwhelmed and there's a lot on my list and it's stuff that I'm never going to get really checked off today. I will put stupid things on there like listen to voicemail. Boom. Yeah. Check. Oh. Boom. Done. And I've totally been known to add things that I've already done on there just for, I'm like, I, yeah. I, I didn't know I was going to listen to voicemail, but I did it. So I'm going to write it down and I'm going to yes. check it off because I already did it. So it finally got done. Yeah. And, and I'm going to feel good about this. So, which yeah. speaking of, of voicemail, so when thinking of time traps, um, mm-hmm. it's a good way to segue into time traps. Mm. And there's all those time traps that we all have. Yeah. Um, phones are a big part of all of those time traps. They seem to be, I remember when, when, I mean, I don't remember when cell phones came out, but when cell phones that became like, the all-in-one yeah. type thing where your whole life, yeah, yeah, all of that came out, and that's supposed to make your life so much better mm-hmm. because it was going to make it so you'd be more efficient at work, and therefore you'd have more family time, and you'd be less like like connected to like all of this stuff yeah. that it was supposed to. And then it kind of backfired, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but those phones are a major time trap. Mm-hmm. So you lose time, whether it's in Facebook or phone calls, or like I'm a person that actually likes to make real phone calls, actually hear people's voices versus yes. just text. But all of those things can be distractions. So um, one of the things that when I teach my time management class for um, for Lord Fairfax that we talk about is this, how do you, how do you set up boundaries on, on, on that time? So one is, um, so email. So an email is, Oh, I only check my email a couple of times a day. So I'll check it first thing in the morning when I'm waking up, just because I like to, I'm that person that just wants to know what's out there, anything new coming over the overnight that I need to start mentally working on while I'm mm-hmm. taking a shower or doing whatever I can start working on it then. Um, I check it around lunchtime 
and I'll check it again like late afternoon. Now, do you um, have an auto reply set up? So Brian Tracy says to do that. Yeah. Um, and so, which I think a lot of people do that. And I think it's great. I don't, if okay. people are pretty well trained with me, like okay. I'll respond when I get back to you. I will always respond within, I will 99.9% of the time respond within 24 hours. <laughs> I know you always have to have that 0.01. Yeah. 0.01% of the time. I forget when the buzz or comes it, or, or, or goes into junk or whatever. And if that's the case, then do stalk me because just mm-hmm. in case there's things that happen. Um, but you shall at least say, Hey, I got it. I'll get back to you. Um, but with that part of it, but you don't have to like be incessantly checking it because if you're incessantly checking it, you're, you're giving yourself that, um, uh, what is it? The slot machine brain. So oh, like you're yeah. constantly looking for that, that next little, that, yeah. that next little ding, 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 ding. And so you're like trying to reward yourself and it's like, mm. it, it really scatters a brain. So checking it only a few times a day and setting up, here's what it's going to be. Mm. You can do the automatic reply that says, Hey, thanks for your email. I'll check it at this time and this time. And then, mm-hmm. then people on the other end, especially if it's people that are super antsy. Yeah. Theoretically, they'll leave you alone. Um, but they, at least they know, Hey, A, you got it. B, yeah. you, you'll get back to him and win. And, and, and tip, so then hopefully don't bug the hell out of you. Yeah, I love that. And um, a tip I got from her, <coughs> she's in the insurance world mm-hmm. and her automatic reply is not, it's, it's similar of like, I, ch- you know, I'll respond within 24 hours. And then she has a whole section. If you're calling, a, if you're emailing about a quote, this is all the information I need, blah, 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 blah. And that way, if, if she gets those, it saves her, you know, five minutes per person of having to then play the tag of back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was brilliant if you're in that kind of field so also with with that that is um i'm a big user and this came actually a student told me about this like that's brilliant because i was really big on creating on outlook and then saving or word docs and saving them on my desktop but he's like why don't you just use them as signatures but creating custom signatures so i have custom signatures for anything that i email more than once so on that second email if i'm saying the same thing a second time i need a template for that so i create a signature line that has thank like uh, Hello. And then I have to put in the person's name. Thank you for, thank you for, uh, the conversation today about your loan to be able to get started with processing. I will need the following information <laughs> with my regular signature at the bottom. So when somebody calls in once a loan, I go to signatures. I want the loan requirement signature and it gives me everything and I can customize what I want, but I don't have to sit there and retype oh it. Gosh, and like, did I forget amazing. this or not? I have the same thing for a whole bunch of stuff that are anything I write the same email more than once on the second time. I then cut it and I stick it into a signature page and then I've got a bajillion signature lines. It is awesome. I'm like, that was the most brilliant thing. I was like, wow. Thank you, student. Yeah, that was life-changing. That came from an engineer student. Awesome. I was like, brilliant. But yeah, so signature lines are awesome with that. Um, Unsubscribing from listservs. So you heard of unroll.me? No. So um, it's a website. So it's unroll.me. So unroll me. Okay. Unroll.me. It's a website you can go out to and you put in your regular like my Troy Yahoo.com email. Everybody has it. Um, <laughs> the whole world has it anyway because I've had the same email since we used it for our, our RSVPs for our wedding way back mm-hmm. when. And it gets used for everything. So I get all these freaking emails. So every year or so I'll go through and I'll just re-enroll and enroll.me and it will give you a list of all of your things that come in from Constant Contact, MailChimp, all of those big serfs. And it gives you a list of all of them and you can say unsubscribe me from all of these or I want these, but put them over in this other folder and it makes it so much easier. Unroll.me. Unroll.me. It is awesome. It is so awesome. About once a year, I'll go through and and do that because it cleans up the inbox. It is so nice. So highly recommend that one there. Um, What else? 
batch reading things. So batch read and and all of your emails and then just deal with them. So if you know that it's that you've got a bunch, like I'll go through and especially if I've been out of the office for a couple of days, I'll sort everything by anything that's a calendar invite, Mm -hmm. do all the calendar invites first, because then it fills in my calendar and I know where where things are going to be. And I can accept it, decline, forward, whatever I need to mm-hmm. do there. So I'll go sort by type real fast, by sender real fast. So I can go through and oh. batch do all, everything. And then my goal is to have now on my work email, like I have 25 emails in my inbox. Um, and those are the ones that I'm like partially done project type things mm-hmm. that I keep in there. Everything else, once it's dealt with, it gets put into a folder. And then I can put a, a flag or anything like that so I can find yeah. it later if I need to. But my personal email box is a whole different disastrous mess, which is why I have to do the en- enroll me again. Yeah. So it's like, yes, that's my reminder that I need to do that again, like this weekend, because all of these like Thanksgiving sales have hit. Yes. So, um, yes. by going through and doing that, getting everything done, um, touch it once if you can touch it once. So look at the email and go, is it really necessary or not? Um, Carrie Thomas talked about, you know, clutter is delayed decisions. I loved that. I heard that when there was like, ooh. I, I I heard that and that 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 hurt. Yeah, that hurt because that's so true. And yes, and I loved when she, when she said that one. Speaking yeah. which, did you you did get a little garbage can? Got a garbage can. <laughs> it's a really small garbage can. It we is, have a garbage but can, we have a garbage which. can. Yeah, <laughs> we need a bigger one, but that's step one. And yeah, I <laughs> I thought about that this morning on the way over. I'm like, I've never got a garbage can. I'll have we, to look. We have a garbage can because I was right about that same part of the conversation with her. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's a few things we need. So there you go. Yeah, that's sorry. Great. This is one no, of those I like. It. I remember like that was Thank about the same part of that that same podcast. <laughs> Don't ever apologize for referencing an old podcast you listen to. That's amazing. I think it's funny. So. Touch it once. Yeah. Yeah. So touch it once, get done with it. Um, Yeah. And then (laughs) um, use reminders. So if you are, so in the business, like my world, I deal with a lot of email. Um, Use reminders for your responders, for your respondents. So I'll set a flag like, hey, you need to actually respond to this by this day. Or I put it in the subject line, like response needed by this day. Because I'm not the only business busy person in the world. Yes. So I assume that most people are probably as busy as I am and probably get as many emails as I do. I suck at responding to email. If you're like, if you give me a deadline and you didn't like actually, like, if you just wrote me like a 20 paragraph email, which I'm not going to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you've got me for about a paragraph, mm-hmm. maybe two, you better put bullet, what, points. What, bullet points and you better put, if you want action, you put, put that in the subject line or ain't going to happen. I love that idea. Put, so, put action items in the subject yeah, line. Make your life easier. Um, yeah, Great that tip. was, that was a, um, and the other one that went along with that is if you keep your email short and sweet and your responses short and sweet, it doesn't invite a conversation. And then you don't end up in this like back and forth, like how's your mama, blah, 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 back and forth thing. And it's like at that point, if it's, if it's going back and forth, same with texts, I'll just pick up the phone and have let's a phone have call. A, yeah, we can probably just knock it out of the park real quick if we just have a phone call about that. It's, it, it, it is okay to actually hear each other's voices in this, this day and age. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had, um, and we talked a little bit about it earlier was saying no. Mm, so being really protective of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in leadership Fakir, one of my fellow classmates said something that was profound to me. And it was like one of those aha moments that just hit me that she was talking about the, the need to say no. She's saying, she said, saying yes to something is saying no to something else. Yep. And it hit me because I'm really good at saying yes. I'm a bobblehead at times. Like, Oh, I'll do that. Helium hand. Yeah. Nobody else is doing it. Oh, fine. I'll just do it if it means we can move this meeting along. How many church committees have we all ended up on? Because we're like at the congregational meeting going, fine, I'll just do it because we can move this meeting along. And then all of a sudden you're on the endowment committee. 
for instance. <laughs> just just a random example. Random example that then you have to resign from afterward because you're like, I only did that because it moved the meeting along, but yeah. I didn't actually want to do that. So yes. Um, but being able to say, say yes and no to the right things. And mm-hmm. then at LeaderCast Women this year, there was a woman who was speaking that I liked hers even better because they, she was like the publisher of Cosmo teen or teen mm-hmm. Vogue um, at 29 years old. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a big deal. Her editor yeah. in chief of yeah. teen Vogue at 29 years old. And so she's like, I get asked to do all these things. And so she goes, that went, how I really got down to is I, in my gut, she's like, it's either hell yes or no. Either I really have to have a burning desire to do it today or no, mm-hmm. because future me doesn't want to do it any more than today me. Mm. So if you're saying yes to something and it's like in June, six months out and you're like, I'll do it in June. June, you doesn't want to do it any more than today, you. What's coming off your plate between now and June? That's going to make it so you have more time than if you could have done it today. I was like, brilliant. Okay, that's say that one more time. If if, if present you, what did you say? So 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 if present you, current you, yes, doesn't want to do it today. What makes you think that June you wants to do it? So true. Oh my god. Because how many things do we? Yeah, I'll do that in June. I'll and you hope that you're going to get the motivation by then. Yes. And, and we all why do would it. it grow? And then we look at our calendar the week before. I'm like, why did I say yes to that? Yes. But now I can't back out because I agreed to it six months ago. Oh. And I'm going to be a jerk. So then you're doing it half-assed and you don't really oh. want to do it. And you suffer through it. So are you giving your best effort? Oh, no. And good. did the person that had the forethought to ask you six months ago deserve your best effort? Oof, convicting. Yeah. Convicting. So I was like, I like that. So that's mm. actually a combination of two things from LeaderCast, but that was like Love it. brilliant to me. Um, so that was a, that was a big one. And then the saying no for me is something I've worked through with many coaches over time. Yeah. And one of the coaches that I worked with was Margie Hammer, Starfish Consulting. And she was my, my coach during, um, leadership Fakir. And we had worked through, cause I'm like, I am terrible at saying yes at all sorts of stuff. Again, bobblehead. And she's like, okay. She's like, for instance, I was like, I get calls all the time. Like, will you serve on this board? And I'm like, all right. She's like, so instead of doing that, so I now have literally next to my phone in my office, a piece of paper taped next to my phone that says before saying yes, bold, before saying yes, I have to ask these questions. One, am I uniquely qualified to do this? Do they need Amelia to do this? Or do they need someone like Amelia to am, do this? Am I uniquely qualified I to do this? Uniquely qualified to do this. Like, right. do they actually need an Amelia? Or do they actually need Amelia? Or do they need an Amelia? Okay. They just need someone. Someone with their skill sets. Am I uniquely qualified to do it? Am I gonna build a muscle or flex a muscle that I wanna that I wanna build? So is it something that I'm gonna go try to do something new? That I want to do. That you want, and you want to that improve I want to on do. it. If it's something that yes. you is it like on. I, or is it something that I want to do more of? Like I'm good mm-hmm. at governance. Do I want to do more governance? Or am I good with governance right now? Mm-hmm. Depends. Um, and am I going to have fun doing it? Mm-hmm. Will I actually enjoy doing it? Like in my heart of hearts, am I going to enjoy doing it? And if and if I say yes to all three of those things, it has to be me. It's something I actually want to do, and I'm going to have fun doing it. Then I ask them for more information. So it specifically says, before I say yes, I need to know X, Y, Z, and I'll get back to you by this day. And so, I mean, it gives me like, I have a script to be able to do it. And if the answer is no to any one of those three is, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm very flattered, but no. 
So for future, if listeners are listening to this and I approach you to be a guest on the podcast, you can follow those three yes. tips. There you go. But I mean, that was big for me yeah. because, and a lot of times I ask for more information and the person is really lazy and doesn't want to give it to you. Like, eh, mm-hmm. they'll just go to the next person who just says yes. And yeah. I'm like, well, they didn't actually need me then. They just needed a warm body. That's a good they Didn't need way. my warm body. They needed a warm, a warm body. body. That's a great way to filter it out. Right. I'm yes. like, this is, I love it. So that's been and between they, those things. Yeah. Because yeah, like, if they ask you and follow up with you, they, it's like they're serious about it. They do need you. And yeah. it gives you time to process if you, all mm-hmm. those questions. Yeah. So. And, it, and it gives you a chance to cool off because you're not like feeling guilty. You know, the phone, but I really, really yes. and it was really going through that process is why I accepted going on Be the Change Foundation board was because Marianne actually followed up with everything I asked for. Mm-hmm. Like she actually followed up with it all, got me everything I asked for. And after I poked a bunch of holes in it, she still wanted me, which is surprising, which meant that I was actually uniquely qualified. qualified yeah. And she actually needed me, not just a me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm going to have fun doing this. These are these are women that I respect in our community. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. So I yeah, went with it. So I was awesome. glad I said yes to that one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. in your notes that you skimmed over that you wanted to touch base on? I think... I think we talked about this before we turned on earlier. Um, I can't remember if we were actually recording them, but talking about giving yourself grace mm. and perfection in that you, you talk about that you're a closet per- perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I'm a very outward perfectionist. Like the world knows I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago for leader cast women, um, they talked about what, like, what's your block? Like what's your rock that's in the way, your boulder that's in your way. Mm. And um, so they gave everybody a little rock, a little like piece of river rock and a Sharpie. And I thought about it. I, I had the privilege of listening to all of the the, the speakers beforehand and everything because I was the MC of it. So I had time to like process everything. And I've been thinking about it, thinking about it. And I was really struggling with this. And I was like, you know, my problem is this perfection. Mm-hmm. I stand in my own way. So I took my rock. I took my Sharpie and I wrote perfection on it. The problem is, is I was trying to make it perfect mm-hmm. and centered. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Um, <clears throat> <laughs> it's like right on your wedding day. It's like right yeah. anyway, <laughs> on your wedding day. I wasn't going to try to sing it. You go for it. So my perfection rock is really perfection because I did not get it centered properly for the size of letters. So it's perfect dash ion because I have a problem with perfection and screwed it the hell up. And so my little rock says perfection and it sits on my desk to remind me that I need to give myself grace every day. Mm-hmm. And so I was up at Sherry's stuff up in Old Town Warrington, and I found a rock when Amelia Grace was born um, that says grace on it. Mm-hmm. And I kept it next to my phone because it would remind me to go home because mm-hmm. I'm a workaholic, and I know I'm a workaholic, and I would forget to go home and take – like, it's my turn to go home and be with my kids. Like, it's just mm-hmm. – I've gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. She's seven. I've never not gone home. Mm-hmm. I've never completely forgot. But there are times I'm supposed to be home at 6, and it's like 6 o'clock, and I'm like – Oh, I need to leave my office still. And so that was my little reminder. Mm-hmm. So now the two of them, Perfection and Grace, sit in a little jewelry box on my desk mm. to remind myself that I don't have to be perfect, that most things don't have to be perfect. I'm not a I'm not a neurosurgeon. Yeah. I I I don't have to be perfect every day and to give myself that grace that mm-hmm. things are gonna get screwed up, those buzzsaws are gonna come. Yeah. And if you don't give yourself that grace, you will get You'll never get anything done. You'll get analysis paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my thing that I was I like, you know, that. share that with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. for me. I've had to start <clears throat> walking things out, you know, like doing this podcast. It was, you know, I, when I wanted to start a blog, well, not even want to, 
when I started telling a lot of stories when I was pregnant with Riley, it was, oh, we should start a blog. And I overthought it. And what's the point? And what's the purpose? And how would it look? And what would it do? And I couldn't answer all those questions. So of course, the most logical thing is you just don't do it. And when this started coming around, I, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast or not yet. But one lovely thing that I love hearing from people is how, you know, inspired they are that I actually am doing this podcast that I said I was going to do it and I'm doing it. And of course, I love that and I receive it. But internally, I'm like, well, this isn't really like an overnight thing. It's just the pieces finally fell into place that podcasting is the thing to do. Mm -hmm. But I feel like definitely for 10 years, I've been searching for something. And then even 10 to 20 years before that, you know, like mm -hmm. always kind of looking for something. So part of me feels like I'm finally doing something. And then, um, you know, there's the part that grace kicks in and it's like, you know, you're doing it. And the perfection part is it ha doesn't have to be perfect. Like you can just start, you know, when I start to, when we're doing critical thinking of the podcast and the format and the niche, I kind of want to shut down and just like put it on hold until we figure it all out. And no, you have to just keep doing it. So, so. Just, just take that, that next step. I go back to the, the mm -hmm. squirrel. Yeah. The road is paved with people who is <laughs> paved with squirrels. I couldn't decide right or left, yeah. right? You just, you yeah. just get paralyzed. Yeah. And if you just take the next step, and that's yeah. one of the things, even with looking at when you're setting goals is, okay, what's the first logical step I can take? What's that first bite? I love that you said that because that's my favorite advice for others to, to give others and to, you know, either give myself or receive is just do the next right thing. Yep. Like just take the next step because if that ends up not being right, then you take another step. And But for a perfectionist or a closet perfectionist, I feel like that's hard because you're like, what's the next right step? Yeah. Where I feel like, and then if you have, you know, faith that things work out, it's like, well, if that's the wrong step, it'll, you'll find your way back to the right path. So, mm -hmm. well, thank you, Amelia. Thank you for you're coming. Welcome. I can't wait till we just chat again, but I appreciate you being not only a guest, a listener, a friend, a mentor, many wonderful things in my life. And I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you too. Thank, Thank you, you. For, uh, for having me. Thank you. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, MM Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.